Hello everybody, this is a Christmas message based on Luke chapter 2 verses 10 to 12 and it's entitled, Do Not Be Afraid. Do not be afraid. Oh how we need to hear those words at the moment. If there is one thing we have all been at some point this year, it is afraid. The year 2020 began with frightening reports about climate change and mass protests on the streets. Temperatures are going up, sea levels are rising, crops are failing. Climate change affects every one of us. It will affect our children and grandchildren. It's an issue on such a vast scale, we can't really take it all in. We just want to know what we can do to help. Climate change frightens us. Then came the virus. Do you remember that time back in February when none of us wore masks? We went where we pleased and we never bothered to tune in to hear the first minister making announcements. Now we all know fear. Fear of illness and death. Fear of unemployment and business failure. Fear for the mental health of our children. Fear of the presence of even our friends and family. For everyone now is a potential carrier of COVID-19. Many of us have been made more afraid by this virus than anything else in our lives. And just to cap it all off, the year ends with the strong likelihood of leaving the EU without a deal. We prepare for 2021 by worrying about price rises in the shops and chaos when booking our holidays. If I'm honest, I am naturally an anxious person. Just ask the dentist I visited last week or the counsellor I spent three years working with in London. But in 2020, it's not been just me. We have all needed to hear the words, do not be afraid. We have all needed reassurance and help to keep going. In the Christmas story, the shepherds found themselves afraid For suddenly they also were taken right out of their comfort zones. Their usual routines were upended. The shepherds were ordinary men doing an ordinary job. They knew it inside out. They had taken the sheep to some fresh grazing, settled them down and were now keeping watch. No doubt telling a few stories and supping on some tasty food while they did so. Everything was normal. But then, suddenly, an angel appeared in piercing bright light. The Bible describes it as the glory of the Lord shining around them. Wow, this was not usual and this was deeply uncomfortable. Shepherds are not learned men, they're not holy men. They are simple men of routine and this was way, way out of it. Luke simply tells us they were terrified as well they might be, we would all have been the same. But the angel has not turned up just to frighten the shepherds out of their wits. The angel has come with a message for them to hear, a message that really could only begin one way. Do not be afraid. Let's face it, if anything else had been said, the shepherds would have been running off in the opposite direction. They had to be encouraged and reassured if they were going to take anything else in. Being no doubt when the angel says, do not be afraid, it is because the shepherds were afraid, very afraid. But notice this, within just seven verses of this great fear, 
the shepherd's emotions have changed beyond all recognition. By the end of the reading, they are dancing with joy, singing praise to God and excitedly telling everyone they come across about what had taken place. The angel's message to the shepherds that first Christmas night, announcing what had taken place in Bethlehem, changed everything. Suddenly, cowering fear had been transformed into joyous delight. And not just for the shepherds, but for all who heard the good news and received it with faith. So what was the message that brought such encouragement to those who were so fearful? Well, it was this. Luke 10, 11 to 12. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. What was it about that message that was so transformational for the shepherd's fear? What is it about that message that can be so transformational for the fears we live with tonight? Well, I think there are three things for us to see that can really help us. The first words I want us to take notice of are these. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. Why are those words such good news when we are afraid? Well, because they tell us that God can intervene. He can step into our difficulties and actually do something about them. There are many people in our world today who state they are atheists. That means they believe that what takes place within our world is all there is. So when life is bad, you just have to suck it up. There's no greater being to turn to for help. You're on your own. So you have to deal with what you are afraid of all by yourself. There are many other people who are what are known as deists. That means they believe that there is a God who created the world, but now he's completely removed from it. He made the world like a watch, wound it up and set it off, and now it's all on its own. Deists are in exactly the same place as atheists, really, when it comes to things we are fearful of. There's no chance of a higher being stepping in to help them. The Christmas story tells us the exact opposite of this thinking. There is a God and he's not remote or removed from the world, but very much involved. In fact, he loves it so much, he takes a constant interest in what is happening. And when things are in dire straits, he has the power to take action and step in. Our God can intervene. That is exactly what happened at Christmas. God stepped in. On a very real day in human history, in a very real town, which you can still visit, came a very real human baby who was God. When God looked at his world, he saw that it was desperate, that it was consumed by fear, fear of injustice and illness and death. Humanity needed rescuing. Their predicament so bad they couldn't get themselves out of it. And at that very moment, God's heart of compassion broke for his world and he chose to do something about it. That, after all, is what saviour means. Jesus came and saved humanity. He came and did what they could not do for themselves. God intervened to rescue us. And as Christians, we believe that because God did it in Bethlehem, 
He can still do it today. He can still intervene. Just this week on the BBC News website, I read the story of Pastor Mick. Mick used to be a dangerous drug dealer and underworld debt collector. His life was full of violence. He travelled everywhere with a gun in his pocket and had a string of convictions. One day, just as he was about to shoot someone in the presence of his two young daughters, God turned up. There was a blinding light, and in moments Mick had collapsed in tears. It was the first time he had cried in 30 years. That day, God changed Mick's life. Now he is a pastor delivering food and aid to the poor in Burnley, helping those left most vulnerable by the virus and the lockdown. Rather than killing people, he is saving their lives. He has become an answer to prayer to many. Our God can intervene, he can rescue, and he can do it today by his Holy Spirit. This does not mean that all our prayers are answered instantly or situations always work out smoothly. We know that. But as believers in the Christ child, we can trust 100% that if the world ever got into a situation where God's purposes for it were endangered, God could and would intervene to keep things on track. I invite you all to try this for yourself. Pray. Ask God to help and then watch and wait. God intervened in Bethlehem for the whole world and he can still do it for us. Therefore, we need not fear. There is someone who loves us, who is in control. The second set of words I would like us to take notice of are these. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Why are these words such good news when we are afraid? Well, because they tell us that with a God who can intervene, the end is secure. The words Messiah and Lord are titles. They are titles that carry huge weight. In the Old Testament, God promised his fearful people that he would send his anointed one to rescue them. For centuries, the people waited, often with frustration, just like us during this crisis. But they waited. They clung on to these promises that the Messiah would come, that the Lord would come to rescue them. They believed that with that promise from God, eventually things would be all right. When the baby Jesus arrived and was laid in the manger, this is what the angel declared to the shepherds. At last, he is here. The Messiah, the Lord, the one you have been waiting for. He is here. All the promises of old were true. All your faith and desperate clinging on has been worthwhile. God has been faithful. The Christmas story tells us that God's promises will always come to pass. In his time frame and by his means, which are often different to the ones we want, but they always come true. When God has promised, the end is secure. We have four days left of Advent. Advent reminds us that as we wait to celebrate Christmas, we're waiting for another set of promises to come true. Just as Jesus came and intervened in our world once before, one day he will intervene for the final time and all things will be put right once and for all. Christ will come, evil and sin will be destroyed, and the new heavens and earth will begin. All will live in peace and joy and fulfilment. 
God's promises came true at Christmas after centuries of waiting, and they will come true again after centuries more. The end is secure, therefore we need not fear. For us, this should be immensely reassuring. God has promised good things to us, and he will see them come to pass. Climate change, the virus, Brexit cannot derail God's plans for his world. And for those of us personally suffering at the moment, those feeling vulnerable, hear this. The end of all things is secure. Whatever happens in the days and years ahead, if you trust in the Christmas baby, you are a step closer to glory. With a God who can intervene, the end is secure. When the end is secure, we need not fear. Now, some of you may be sat there thinking, well, I believe the end is secure, Andrew, but let's be honest, life is pretty miserable while we wait for it to come. This year has been so tough. Our faith has been called into question. At times we have wanted to give up. Well, here is the third and final encouragement that comes in our reading, and it's found in these words. This will be the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. What those words tell us is that God is with us while we wait. Not only do we have a God who can intervene, not only do we have a God who has secured the end, we have a God who is with us while we wait. That baby was a very real human baby. Jesus grew up to experience human life exactly like we do. Jesus was 33 when he died, and in those years he faced many hardships. We know that Jesus wept at a friend's funeral, got tired walking dirty roads, hit despair in Gethsemane, and knew the most agonising pain on the cross. We even have a God who knows what it feels like to take a final breath. So because of Christmas, when we are struggling, we know we are not alone. We have a God who is with us, a God who understands because he has experienced all this before us. We need not fear because there's no human experience that we can go through that Jesus does not relate to or have the power to see us through. As we look ahead to 2021, we need not fear the unknown of the future because God will be with us every step of the way, all of us. As we visit the hospital, the graveside, the job centre, the exam hall, the divorce corps, the counselling session, we need not fear, because Jesus will be there. He will be Emmanuel by his Spirit. So here is the good news of Christmas. Here is the news that can transform our fears into peace and joy. The Christmas baby tells me that God can intervene and rescue And indeed, he wants to. The Christmas baby tells us the end is secure. The Christmas baby tells us he will be with us always while we wait for it. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. I pray that will bless you this Christmas time. And as we all experience some of the truth of those words, may we have the courage of the shepherds to start passing on the good news to all those we meet on Isla.